again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolMotorTalk.com. Allie, good to be with you, sir. Hey, good to be with you as well, Dwayne. A good start to the week, our Monday morning meeting, which I, I look forward to. Yeah, me too. You had a great uh, great weekend, I presume? Busy weekend. Um, you know, kind, kind of ups and downs. My, my girlfriend's, uh, one of her distant relatives uh, had passed away, so we spent um, – time at the wake and the funeral it was a very classical traditional christian and italian funeral so it lasted for a long time um but uh but uh but yeah and then after that we went out east for the weekend to visit her mom and uh, i did some work around my house because i'm doing some renovations and um taught at my school signing people up which is great i had i had a student come in um, and uh, the kid was doing the class, and then one of my, my black belts said, oh, the, the dad says he wonders if you remember him. And I walked out, and I recognized his face. Of course, now he's a 40-year-old man. He was a 17- or 18-year-old kid when he trained with me, and now he's a New York, uh, Nassau, Suffolk County cop and, um, you know, a police tactical firearms instructor, and we just hit it right off. Boom. He, he trains in Krav Maga, but he wanted his kid to train with me. So came right in and signed up. So it was kind of a good good day. really makes you feel good. And, uh, you know, all the systems were in place and, you know, everything was there, which we're, we're going to chat about a little bit now and, uh, smooth, smooth, smooth. So it was excellent. Good. Yeah. I had a quick weekend too. So, you know, um, busy, busy, busy. I hate those weekends cause they go by so fast, right? It's like you look well, at it and we, you know, my girlfriend and I, we're, we're like, you know, I can't believe it's Monday now we're waking up and, you know, going back to work. It just, it should be like three days a week of work, two days off you know three days and two days like that kind of thing. it's a little bit easier for people to handle people are in the grind all the time i i kind of you know i kind of feel bad for our society we don't rest enough i i hear parents and i know you probably do too they're like okay well we we can't come to this on this day because we have one two three four activities and you know they're running from this to that and it's just so scheduled nowadays i mean is it like that in your area as well with parents oh yeah definitely is you know, literally baseball, soccer, football, dance, uh, tutoring, you know, whatever else, chess club. I mean, they do it all. I mean, it never stops. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And the martial arts, you know, is a part of that. You know, so that's a, a tough one. But what we're going to chat about today, I know I love the, the topic was, you know, school uh, students and how to get them and, and all of that stuff. Yeah, you know, everybody everybody says, you know, just teach me to get more students. I want more students, not more business sense. And that's you know, by saying, I just want more students, I want more students, I think sometimes uh, school owners are saying that. They're saying, uh, you know, I just want more students, but I don't want any business sense. Don't teach me how to run my business. Just teach me how to get more students. And right. there's a problem, there's a huge problem uh, with that because as we're going to speak about today, you know, um, and by the way, we are going to, we're going to uh, share with everybody the, the three huge pillars of your business and then um, small little um, parts of those pillars that intertwine and hold everything together. So it's not all, just so you understand, it's not all a gripe and a complaint against uh, school owners that are saying, you know, yeah, just give me more students, give me ways to get more students. Um, but there's a fallacy with that um, because, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I know that you're going to attest to this and, and add, subtract, multiply, and divide to it, <laughs> what I have to say, but... Yeah. You know, Allie and or I or anybody else uh, in in the martial arts business, uh, coaching business, whatever, can sell you, give you hundreds of, and hundreds of different ways to get people into the door. 
Right. The problem, the problem is without some of the things that we're going to talk about in place, uh, and you don't have to have all of them. I would say the 80-20 rule applies. Uh, if you have 80% of what we're talking about, you will be, um, you know, you will, you will move from uh, novice to mediocre, um, you know, or poor to mediocre into, you know, moving into expert. But without these um, three pillars and the ancillary things that are going to hold these pillars together and some, again, intertwining, we're, we're going to fill your funnel. Um, anybody can. And then, you know, you're the, like everybody talks about, the hole in your bucket, uh, the back door is the people are just going to, you know, flow right through and – you know, the other problem with that is, yeah, you signed up 20 people this month or 30 people this month, but you have the same amount leaving or more, maybe less, whatever. Um, but, but in most cases, without some of these things that we're talking about, it's going to be, this, you know, same in, same out, or same in and uh, more out. And the potential of them going around via now with social media and other things to, to talk badly about you, the experience that you had, they had with you, that damages the percep, that damages the perception of your school. And, you know, the other thing is, and, and what's even worse than that, see, to me, to have in your town, um, you know, four or five really well, um, uh, professional martial arts schools in your town does everybody uh, a service. To have you as the only professional martial arts school in town and everybody else on the lower end, I believe, does you a disservice because those other schools, hopefully not you, but those other schools might be, you know, doing what I just spoke about where they're piling people in or people are going in, having a bad experience and leaving. And, and here's the problem with that is they have such a bad experience in martial arts that it turns them off to the martial arts for themselves, sometimes forever. And when they grow up and have kids, they're not going to put them in martial arts because of the bad or poor experience that they had because of these unprofessional schools. So any other pitfalls or, or problems before we get into uh, this topic? No, in, in uh, you know, an overview, that's exactly what goes on and what you said. I don't really have much more to add to it other than specifics in certain areas of the topic. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if people could master what you just said, even with slow growth, um, they can have a really prosperous school. So, so let's continue on from there. So the three pillars that Allie and I talk about um, in our program and, and when we're coaching individuals – um, and there was the, the three main pillars, I should first say, um, is, and your school can be broken down simply this way. Now, uh, um, let me say this. Running your martial arts school is complex, but is also simple, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is there's three big pillars that hold your, your school up. First uh, is what happens out on uh, the floor. So out on the training floor um, is the first pillar. What happens in the office, you know, the clerical work and the, and the sales and, the, and all those things, what happens in the office is the next pillar. And then the other pillar is the marketing. So there's three main pillars that hold your business up. Now, inside of those pillars, there's a bunch of other things. Um, but again, on the floor, in the office, 
and then marketing. Now, what kind of intersects with all of those are the things that nobody or martial arts school owners that don't want to be a true entrepreneur, that don't want to run their business as a business. Um, now, you can still you don't have to do it full time to do the right. things that we're talking about, but in order to to really succeed in your business, you need to have those three pillars defined. And then inside of those three pillars, I mean, if you look at marketing, for instance, marketing is the lifeblood of your business. That's what every school owner wants us to, to, to talk about, right? How do I get more people in? What type of marketing do I do via Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Google pay-per-click, all these other things, you know, besides the traditional media with radio and television and, right. and, and, and print. Um, but But even inside of your marketing, you have – um well there are there's there's uh there's statistics that need to happen inside of your marketing there are systems that need to happen inside of your marketing um cash flow inside yeah. of your marketing that all need to uh all need to um you know coincide and and you need to learn how to do those things inside of marketing but if you look at what happens on the floor those are the same things you know uh customer service Statistics, systems, cash flow in the office, customer service, statistics, uh, uh, cash flow, and then um, did I say customer service in the office? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and even systems. If I didn't say systems, those need yeah. to be in there. Those those need to be in there as well. So, and 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 just to understand something, this particular podcast necessarily is not you know for us to dive into these. Um, systems, dive into the statistics, dive into the cash flow that, that happens in each of those areas. What we want to do is just hopefully broaden your horizon and the understanding that, you know, really these things need to be in place inside of your business um, at some point in order to take yeah, your business I, to the next level. Go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting, um, even to kind of like kind of water it down into layman's terms or um, make it simplified for those that are listening, because I know I probably in the early days, even though that I was a business owner, when I opened up my martial arts school, I had a rather successful company. Um, I still didn't look at my martial arts school as, as a business. So I know there are probably a lot of school owners out there that love to teach and want to run a school. And they, they think of it in simple terms. Okay, I get students and I teach and I make money, right? And, and while that is true... Um, that's where the buckets present themselves, right? So that, you know, that hole in the bucket. So, yeah, you, your market could be a basic thing. And, by the way, you could use one basic form of marketing. If it gets you students, that's perfect. Use that. That's really it. You don't have to have 57 different spokes in the wheel of marketing if you're doing well um, bringing students in the door. Now, the next question is how good are you at signing them up, right? And this is where you talk about systems, you know, and, and perfecting our systems because there's a system for signups, let's say. We're not just winging it and, and taking a shot at it. And then the last thing, too, is, you know, you have to understand that there are systems for retention, keeping people and, and making sure they stay. So it's really only these little simple things, but having systems in place makes your life that much easier. And if you're able to analyze, which you said statistics, um, you know, you keep those stats on how well you're doing, you get to see where your holes are, where the floors are, or, you know, what the flaws of what you do. 
and you're able to see exactly how things work, right? And, and that way you could say, okay, I'm doing this right. I'm doing that wrong. I'm doing this better than that. If I tweaked it here, I'd be better there. And, and that's really – so in simple terms for those that, you, that are listening, it doesn't have to be this intricate web um, and confusing. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I just, I just want, you know, because uh, I wasn't there. I wasn't, you know, when I, when we first started, I was at a point where I was just teaching. And like you said, man, if I get a new student, I'm making more money. And then I get mm-hmm. a new student, I make more money. In the beginning, it was very, um, not that it isn't family-oriented now, but it was just a, a smaller, tight-knit group. Everybody did everything together. Um, and then as it got bigger, you know, that was, the 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 goal then had to kind of shift to how do I still keep the same feeling the same intricacy the same everything but on a grander scale well you had right. to I had I had to duplicate myself and have staff members I had to put systems in place because I had staff members you know it was one thing for me to step out of the floor and teach and go okay you know Johnny now I know I told you last week to work on this this and this and, right. and I have a knack to be able to do that. Um, yeah. But my my staff may not have that. They may not be able to mm-hmm. remember what they told Johnny three minutes ago, let alone, yeah. you know, last week. And so having the, the, the systems in place to be able to have the checks and balances so that, you know, it, 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 the, the, the business can still continue to run smoothly, even if you're not um, involved on a day-to-day basis, meaning or right. on a second-to-second basis, meaning that you're doing yeah. everything yourself. Yeah. And, you know, having a playbook is very, very important, which is your systems and how you do things and the step-by-step processes. Because even within my own staff, if I have three or four people, it's like playing telephone, you know, and you tell the first person a story and then they turn and they tell the next person. By the time it gets to the end of the line and they come back around and tell you the story, the story has changed. The words have changed. The perception of everything has changed. Um, And um, in just four short people, right, four uh, small amount of people. So it's very important to have all your things, all your ducks in a row, and know exactly how you do it so the experience is the same every single time. And um, that's that's a, a thing that you have to follow up on. This is something that follow up and follow through, that old, you know, um, cliche, inspect what you expect, that kind of thing is still in place, right? But not only just for your employees or your students, but also for yourself. And that's oh, yeah. the tough part. You know, that's the tough part. We as as entrepreneurs, we have to master our business. But but the the problem with mastering the business is you cannot master the business until you master yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me let me say that again. We as entrepreneurs, you know, in order for our business to do well, we have to master our business. But the first thing that we have to master is we have to master ourselves. So what do I mean? I mean time management. I mean. Uh, uh, you know, leadership uh, principles and qualities and how to be able to right. actually lead somebody and manage somebody right. else. Um, you know, uh, holding yourself accountable. You know, you talk about, you know, one of the, the best things in the world is being, you know, a self-employed, but also one of the worst things in the world is being self-employed yeah. because you are your own boss. And, you know, uh, to use the red line analogy, uh, we can say, okay, I'm going to get this done. And when it's not done, we can move the red line. And there's a problem with that. And so, you know, you as a school owner, if you want more students, hey, go to, we just did a webinar last week, right? We did a lot of, I think it was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, you know, go to schoolownertalk.com and, um, you know, look at the webinar that's there. We, we got a bunch of, of information on how you can gain more students 
this time of year for summertime that everybody talks about it's slow. But just right. be cautious in the fact that if you don't have, you know, these pillars in place with systems in place, with statistics in place, customer service throughout all of them. I mean, your customer service starts with your marketing, goes into your office procedures, goes into the floor, um, and then obviously comes back around to marketing again. Cash flow is the same thing. Cash flow hits all three of those pillars. Um, your statistics hit all three of those pillars. Your systems hit all three of those of those pillars. Whether it is, and then you know, obviously we could talk about you know other things that are involved with with um, special events that happen. You know, there's there's marketing that happens in that. There's systems that happen in that. There's um, uh, statistics that happen with that. There's cash flow as well. Your retail, you know, your retail flows with that, but there should be marketing for your retail. There's customer service with your retail. There's statistics with your retail. There should be systems and cash flow with your retail. All of this, really, to in order for us to be, you know, a, a true entrepreneur, and one of the biggest reasons that I think that we all got into it is not just to be our own boss, although that was part of it for me, but but the other part is to have a entrepreneurial lifestyle that allowed us the freedom to do what we hoped that we could be able to do, that we love to be able to do, but the freedom that it would afford us uh, uh, to do. And so if you think about this in, in the frame of, yeah, I want more students because it's going to give me a better lifestyle, that's not necessarily true. Because like I said in, in, in my, my uh, uh, prologue to all of this, is that filling the funnel is one thing, Keeping is the other, but if you don't have ways to uh, manage and systematize um, all of these all of these activities, you aren't going to have the lifestyle that you want. You're yeah. going to be, you know, you're going to be, uh, uh, well, you're going to be dealing with controlled chaos, um, right? And you're the one that's going to try to control it, and that's not what you want in your business. And I've been there, where you know I was up to like my peak was 346 students. And I had, I would say, maybe 40 to 50% of my business systematized. And it was, it was horrible. I, I, I didn't like my business at that point. Um, yeah. I, 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 it was terrible. And so, you know, people are going, oh, my gosh, you had 346 students. And, well, okay, yeah, but were all of them paying premium price? Were all of them, uh, you know, being treated the way that they should have been treated? And were there ways he, to follow up with them and have systems and all these other things? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm going to add to you. I know uh, one thing, too, that we, that you people want to hear. Like, if they have 40 students and they have 10 headaches, meaning, like, you know, parents complaining about whatever or this one didn't get their belt or this one didn't get that ahead of that person and all these little aggravations, just multiply that by 100 and and understand what it's like to run a school. And I've had 470 students in one location. And, um, and, and it's not easy. And so – the systemization of what you're what you're talking about, you could have 470 students and still have it run smooth as uh, as it was with 30 students, right? Or you can have chaos with 30 students. I mean, people always complaining and annoying you. I mean, I had one core group of small group of parents that were, um, you know, they were just negative about everything, and um, and they created 
more annoyance and lack of sleep for me and more frustration than my other 250 members. Um, and, and, you know, I wouldn't, I would get nothing but compliments from this 250 people. Um, and then from this 10, it was nothing but, you know, stress. So in order to stop that is we have to make sure that we keep our systems in place, make sure that we brand. And by the way, can I add something? I know this is weird. Um, but, uh, when I was, and my girlfriend's listening to the thing, so she'll probably laugh, but I was sitting at the funeral in this beautiful church, gorgeous, massive, massive church, probably could fit 1,000, 1,500 people in it. And um, there was very small proceedings, and um, I, I was thinking, and this is part of me daydreaming, I'm going like, wow, what, the, the Bible is the most incredibly written book that has stood the test of time, and, and I know you're a Christian man, um, and, uh, and I said, what an amazing way to communicate in, in a way and brand, and I'm not saying the Bible is branding, but to take, take, you know, Jesus or God and whoever the gospel is about and the apostles and all of that and have it stand the test of time without any real interaction, like, meaning like you and I are at our schools. And if we don't go to our schools, our people say, well, where you been? You know, they don't ever say, wow, the, the letter of the word that you taught is incredible. Like they want to see you. So I thought it was so interesting at how the, this book and this religion and these principles have stood the test of time, even without any real physical interaction from the author or the person that it was about, right? And and to me, that was it blew me away. And I thought about like, you know, how could we promote our and set our businesses up in a way where it, it it's the infrastructure that keeps it flowing, even without our presence. And it runs just like if we were there. And when we walk in, even though people who haven't seen us in quite some time, they still feel as connected to us as they always did. Like people, people don't feel connected, or they do, but with the priest, but they still feel connected with Jesus and God. And, and, and I'm not preaching the gospel. I'm just saying this, this whole philosophy. And they're still as connected as the day they were with the, the source, even though they've never met him, seen him, been with him. Or anything like that, uh, you know, in, in physical sense. I, I hope I'm not stepping on any religious <laughs> toes, right? But, but you, you, am I making sense? Does that make sense? Is that something that? Well, that, yeah, yeah. Well, you're talking about the concept of the fact that uh, it's, you know, the uh, the our businesses should be able to uh, run without us being there every single day with the the same philosophy that we want it to run and and that's going to have to be you know from us creating that and creating different type of systems um and statistics and analytics and other things that are that are you know going to have checks and balances in order to make sure that that right. happens yeah no i, I, I totally a, a culture right it's basically a culture and, and you yeah. know and and you know i i think that you know, you may go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and get a barista that makes you a cup of coffee and it still tastes the same, but they might in their heart hate Starbucks or, you know, the company, or they might feel slighted as an employee, but the way the system is set up, they're still giving the customer, you know, they might give it to them with an attitude, the wrong attitude, um, but the, the product is still going to be the same every time. And that's what we have to work on with our schools, right? And that's the systems that we have to make sure that we put in place. And I just wanted to add that in there. I'm sorry if I got a little bit off on a tangent, but it, philosophically, I want everyone to understand it. No, I'm, yeah, anytime I talk about the Bible, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I, here's the thing is, uh, and I want to make this, this um, uh, clear. And, you know, obviously we're doing this Facebook Live um, video as we're, you know, recording our podcast. And here's the funny thing is I've been watching people log on 
and listened to the topic. And, and, and I'm just assuming that this is it, where they read, you know, the topic is, but I want more students, not more business sense. And they're thinking, ooh, this is a topic on getting more students. So they log right. on, they listen for a little bit, and they go, wait a second. They're actually bad-mouthing getting new students, or they're down-talking getting new students, and they're putting, you know, this whole business sense above it. And I just find it funny with most of our broadcasts, you know, when we're doing our podcasts, that uh, when people log on and they start listening, because the topic or the, uh, you know, title of the topic actually usually fits. Uh, and this does, but this is just a spin. It's a reverse uh, that they stay on longer, you know, or they stay for the whole time. Yeah. And it's funny to watch people log on and log off. Log off. And, and, and maybe I'm perceiving it wrong, but that just proves my point. And or they're going, oh, well, I already have business uh, sense, so I don't need to listen to this. You right. Know, and, and maybe that's true, but I just feel like you can always learn something new. Um you know, and sometimes, and I, I remember the time that you talked about the paradigm, when uh, yeah. instead of saying par- paradigm, um, right. and, and, and there's just sometimes there's a new paradigm shift that happens when you hear somebody else say it a different way. Right. You just have that, uh, that aha moment. And so yeah. I just want to, for those of you that are still listening, that you're still watching, you know, kudos to you because uh, it's, it's important to have the concept of, running your martial arts school as an entrepreneur to have it correctly because ultimately I really believe, Allie, you know, is this one of the reasons that you got into it because not only did you love the martial arts, not only did you want to have an effect, but you wanted to live the lifestyle that you wanted to live. Right. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. Well, but in you order know what, though? Live- can, I, can I add in, though? I don't know if I initially thought that because I wasn't aware that my martial arts school slash business was a business because I taught how I was learned, how I perceived it as being is all about martial arts and training. And I almost felt guilty about charging and asking for money and people would ask me prices and I would be standoffish until I realized that, you know, I'm, o- I'm only going to be able to teach 25 people if I keep that mindset. And I said, if I want to preach more of what I teach, I need to reach a wider audience and have more students. So I had to learn how to, number one, get them, marketing. Number two, keep them. Number three, educate them and communicate to them as a leader and be able to keep them motivated so that they could eventually end up getting to the point where you had just said, where I wanted to inspire the desire and be that person and, and, uh, and help them in their lives. So there's a lot more to it than I thought, but but you're right. Now I think of it and go like, wow, I'm sitting in a church at a funeral mass, and I'm thinking how I could utilize something for my business, you know. I, I know it's not normal. I'm sorry, guys. It's just part of who I am, the way my brain works. <laughs> and um, and I, I just really see everything as a way that I can incorporate it into whatever I do to make my life perform, be, or or flow better, If that if that sounds normal. Well, it does. And, and, you know, we talk about black belt eyes, right? We see things through our black belt eyes. Well, we should be seeing things through our entrepreneurial eyes. And, and we should be taking from other, other uh, businesses or even a church, you know, uh, uh, whether it's a, a funeral or a church service or whatever. I mean, hey, there's been plenty of times that, you know, my pastor has, uh, you know, been in the pulpit and said something. And I go, oh, I can apply this to my business. Yeah. You know, and I, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, it, 
I've been or I've listened to Tony Tony Robbins CDs. I've listened to Zig Ziglar. Yeah. You know, I've seen Zig. You know, before he died, I've seen him plenty of times at live. Right. And there was aha moments that happened. And so yeah, I just I just uh, you know I want school owners to understand that filling the funnel is only a small portion of your business. There are so many other things that need to happen, and I don't mean to say so many other things as if it's overwhelming. I guess I come from the, you know, so if you're thinking it's overwhelming, you know, well, I've got to do all these things, think about it from the, the fact that you plan on being in business for the next 20, 25, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. And so if every single quarter you just take one aspect of your business and, and make that aspect remarkable, and then you move to the next aspect to your bus- of your business and make that part remarkable. Um, and, and if you think of, and I love that word remarkable because there is such a feeling that's attached to it as opposed to just saying making it good or making it functional or whatever. When you stop and you think, okay, how can I make my customer service remarkable? Remarkable, Or how can I make the experience on the floor remarkable? Or how can I make this ad remarkable so that when people read it, there's a feeling, there's, a, there's something about that ad that just captures them and it's remarkable. Uh, and so I love that word. And, and, and so you don't, you just be in it in the long haul. Right, and here's the funny thing, Allie. I don't know if you just saw it. Somebody else just logged in, listened for a little bit, and logged back off of this topic. Uh, I, yeah. I find that I find that amazing. Um, yeah, you know, there's a consistent group that's on there, but 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 I just I see a few people, and then some say, and then the, the people leave. Anyway, yeah, and, and, and maybe and, maybe it's not a topic that's sexy, you know. But no, no, you important. know what though? Here's here's the interesting thing, Dwayne. I, I used to when I was a coach for Member Solutions and APS, the billing company, and I was there their official consultant slash coach, and I would do periodic calls and do these teleseminars and webinars, I would always get frustrated when I left time open for questions. And then I heard, I go, okay, any questions? And they would be like crickets. And I go, come on, guys, you got it. And I kind of get crazy because I thought maybe I wasn't doing my job until one guy put it into perspective for me. And they said, uh, Allie, it's not that, um, that they don't want to ask you questions. is you're doing such a good job explaining the topic that they don't have any questions. So sometimes you, between you and I, we get so much information out there in such a short amount of time. And, and I think, too, on Facebook Live, people are popping in, checking it out with the intention of coming back at a later date and listening to it. So I think that that's a part of it. But I also believe, too, wholeheartedly that sometimes people don't actually hear what we're saying. I call it oblivious ignorance. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way because I once said that to a parent. They got very offended because the word ignorance kind of uh, um, almost sounds like I'm calling them stupid, right? But ignorance really is just a lack of knowledge in that particular department. So I could say, you're, as a mechanic, I'm ignorant. I can't break an engine apart and do anything to my car. I know that I put the key in and turn it and put gas in it and that's it. I mean, I could do an oil change if I had to, or, but, um, but I'm ignorant as far as being an auto mechanic. But oblivious ignorance is when you, you know there's something that you should know and you choose not to know it, or you don't know what you don't know. We say it all the time, right? How could you know what we're talking about? And if they hear it and it doesn't sound like it's relevant to their business, they're moving on, right? They're going, right. hey, I don't, I'm not interested. It doesn't it doesn't click with me. And that's the sad reality is because there's so much information that we give out in all of our webinars. That's an, that's a business course in, its, in itself. We're on what, what episode are 128. If they just listen to all 128 episodes, that's literally like a college degree to some extent in the martial art business. Um, and, uh, you know, it's quite powerful. So I think that, you know, that the people should, you know, try to understand that 
it's the things that you don't really have interest in and the things that you may not understand are the things that you need to learn the most. Well, it reminds me of what Zig Ziglar always used to say is, uh, you know, a message could travel around this world in a matter of seconds, but it takes years sometimes for it to uh, penetrate the last three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your right. skull, you know? So. Yeah. Well, and it's true. Well, just to recap, because, uh, you know, we're going to end this, but, but to recap, filling the funnel, getting more students into your school is important. Nobody is saying that it isn't. But the, uh, the, the, the three main pillars of your business that hold your business up um, without having these things in place, number one, and we all do, right? We all have marketing. That's one pillar. We all have uh, what happens out on the floor, which is the instruction. And then we all have the office. You know, at some point, you have, you're have you signing people up, answering the telephones. All three of those need to be in place, yes. And we all have them. But, you know, inside of your marketing, do you have uh, customer service in there, statistics, a system, cash flow um, inside of that? Do you have, uh, you know, on the floor the same thing, customer service, statistics, uh, systems, and cash flow on the floor? And then the same thing with regards to the office. You know, do you have customer service? statistics, systems, and cash flow. And then, you know, lastly, I just want to remind everybody, in order for us to master our business, because that's really what we want to do is we want to master our business. In order for us to master our business, you know, we first have to master ourselves. And some of those things is or are, you know, communication skills, time management, understanding cash flow, you know, all of that uh, uh, to, to say that we eventually get to the lifestyle that we want uh, in, in and for our martial arts school. So, Allie, yeah. any final thoughts? Well, no, I, I mean, well, not really on what you said, but just in closing, I, I just urge people to understand that, you know, the better they get at whatever they're doing, the easier their life will become if they systemize it, right? So if I learn how to teach a really dynamic class, um, and when I deliver that class to the students, they're over the moon and they have a great time, that's awesome while I'm teaching it every day. However, if I teach my team to teach that same dynamic class and do it, even if it's 90% of what I do, um, I won't have to do it, and they'll be able to still have the same impact on the students, and I get a little bit of freedom. So it's the same when we – and if we're a one-man show, then that's what you do. But the eventual goal is to be able to put people in place to kind of ease your life. Um, you and I, Dwayne, call it the golden handcuffs when we talk about it in business where we are doing everything right and we're doing all the systems, but we do them all ourselves. And uh, sometimes that means you're, you're handcuffed and you're making gold, you're making money, but you're cuffed to – you can't take off. If you get sick, you're in trouble. If someone quits, you're in trouble. So um, people have to understand that the more they systemize and the more they learn how to do the things that we just talked about, the better they, they will be and the more quality of life they'll be able to enjoy. And I have to tell you, I'm not an old man, but I, I think like I'm an old man sometimes. And what I mean by that is I'm thinking like I want to be retired now. I don't want to be retired at 70. I want to enjoy my life now. I don't want to enjoy it or say I wish I would have enjoyed it. You know, I, I've had a, a guy I went to high school with like maybe three or four weeks ago. My age died of a heart attack like that. In the, he was in great health. Just boom, done. So I guarantee you if he could go back in time, he wouldn't have worked or stayed late or missed his birthday or did whatever or didn't spend time with his family or didn't relax on the couch with the people he loved. Um, that to me is why it's important. And the only way to be able to survive and be able to do those things is if we have systems in place to enjoy that, right? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, hey, I want to invite everybody to go to schoolandertalk.com where you can get the latest webinar that we did on getting students into your facility. But I also posted inside of our Facebook page on this call, um, you know, on this video is a, um, a link to our, our Martial Arts Business Manifesto so that you can have okay. access to that. Um, and I, it, it would be important to download that. That will help you have a, a good concept of um, – you know, how that all works and meaning, you know, the pillars in your business and those types of things. So, Allie, right. thanks a lot for everything. I, uh, I, I enjoy our conversations and hopefully everybody awesome. picks up a few things. Yep. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.